to hear your favorite funny people paired with wine? Want to just hear them whine about something? Hi, I'm Ellen Clifford. Hi, I'm Sean Buckholtz. We're the hosts of The Wine Situation. That's wine with an H. We've had Morgan Murphy. Drew Drogi. Brian Safi. Charlie Tanners and Camille Knox. Paul F. Tompkins and Janie Haddad Tompkins. Melanie Linsky. They all told us their wines. And we told them about wine. It's totally boozy study hall. So get it everywhere you find your favorite podcast. That's The Wine Situation. Wine Wine with with an an H. H. Cheers! It's the Improv Session Podcast. It's the Improv Session Podcast. It's the Improv Session Podcast. It's the Improv Session Podcast with Stephen Perlstein. Hey everyone, welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlstein. Today on the show, very special guest, Drew DeFonzo Mars. Hello. Uh, I've been calling you DDFM for a long time. DDFM? DDFM. I usually hear DDM. I don't hear DDFM a lot. I like that Fonzo so much oh, okay, cool. that it deserves a letter. Cool. Yeah. Cool, I'll take it. <laughs> that's, what, that's what's been going on with me. Uh, so, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I, I, I feel like... You asked me to do this like a year ago, and I was like, yes, and then I just never it's, got back to it. It was pretty much a year. Like, yeah. we kind of talked about, like, we just kept on having bad mojo getting it together, yeah. and then finally it's happening. We're here, People man. were excited about it. Oh, good. Yeah, it's going to be oh, a good cool. one. Uh, so, I understand today, you told me, 10-year anniversary of uh, UCB. Yeah, uh, it's kind of, kind of random that today happens to be my 10 years with since I took my 101. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. I think the weirder thing is that the fact that I know that date. <laughs> um, That's not weird. But, yeah, I, I basically, 10 years ago, took a 101 with um, a couple of buddies of mine from college. Yeah. Uh, and we did, like, a summer intensive kind of thing. And this is in the New York theater. And we went to New York, and we did... The class system was very different back then. Like it, it basically is the equivalent now of taking levels one through three in three weeks. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> and we just like rented an apartment and like all slept on the floor in this tiny shitty hot room. And all we did every day was wake up, take class from like I think it was something like eleven to one a break, three to six a break, all in the New York theater for like three solid weeks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, who was their teacher? Uh, it was a, we had three teachers. My, so my level, my, my beginner teachers were Seth Morris, Julie Brister, and Ari Yakutis. Okay. Uh, who, and they were the first people that kind of, yeah. I think Ari was actually the first guy I ever saw, had, because he was there on day one. Yeah. So our, yeah, but those are, those are the ones. That's, uh, I feel like. I don't know, just enterprising and ballsy. I'd just be like, I'm going to rent out an apartment, have a friend. Like, it was... Know, it's very cool. I mean, it, we were in college and, like, we were all doing improv and we were on that kind of train of, like, trying to figure out how improv worked and, like, is this a thing we could actually do with our lives or yeah. is this just a dumb hobby? And, like, we got real into it real fast and we, like... Kamikaze into UCB. <laughs> That's great. Uh, were the, are those dudes still around or still kicking? Uh, they're all still alive. Well, I guess that's not. Yeah, are they all still doing improv. Not really. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely the one like 
like I, I believe like I left college being like yeah improv is a career thing I want to do and everybody was like well that's stupid yeah um, uh, yeah they're all they're all still around but they're not I wouldn't even say they're doing like comedy so hmm. much anymore interesting um that's very cool uh so I mean let's just talk about like so it sounds like you were doing improv before in college what's uh what was the whole deal with that was that all short form in college so I sorry I was on a short form like I I liked uh, whose line is it anyway just like everybody else yes. um and I was on a short form team in high school called Children at Play uh and we named it ourselves and we thought it was hilarious awesome uh, and I, I think we actually took like a Children at Play sign yeah from like around town and just like stole it and like brought it to our shows yes. um, and then I got I went to college uh, and I went to Emerson just like every fucking everybody else in LA um, and there were comedy troops or comedy teams or sketch teams and improv teams that were just like formed and you auditioned for them and I got uh, rejected by everybody huh. uh, and I didn't do really any comedy or improv and then this my sophomore year uh, I got rejected by everybody, and uh, I was like, now I really wanted it. Yeah. Uh, and I got in to the improv team my junior year, um, but it took me t- two years of, re- of rejection. Um, and basically, I remember the first rehearsal of that group, and that group was called This Is Pathetic, and uh, they're still around. Um, I remember I was the new guy, and all the people that had been on the team for years were having a fight, and it was... Are we going to do short-form shows or are we going to do long-form shows? And I didn't know what long-form was. I was right. like, I don't know what that word means. Uh, and they eventually said, all right, we are now a long-form team. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And they explained it to me, <laughs> and it sounded so stupid. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I hate, I was really resistant. I was How like, is no. it supposed to be funny? Yeah. I was like, I don't want to do a fucking play. <laughs> and like, they described it Harold, and I was like, that sounds so boring. Um, and I, w- I remember being like, I don't know, guys. I just want to play Party Quirks. Like, I think I said that. Um, <laughs> and then... What happened was they, they were like, no, trust me, watch this. And we went to UCB New York, and the first show I ever saw was The Swarm. Um, and they started the show, and I remember, it was two guys came forward. I remember it was Billy Merritt and Andy Secunda. It was the first long-form scene I ever saw. They come forward, and they pull out chairs, and they just start doing a scene. And I rem- remember thinking, like, this sucks. Like, no one's being crazy, no one's being wild, no one's being wacky. They, they're, and I can, I'm straining to hear them a little bit because they're talking at a normal volume. I was like, this is so fucking stupid. And by the end of the show, I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah. I totally was... I was afraid that the, the, the narrative of this story would be like, I thought it sucks... And I've, for some reason, been doing improv all this time. I fucking hate it. Long yeah. Long form stupid. <laughs> I, guys, you, I'm a UCB teacher, but I like short form. No, not true at all. But, yeah, I really I really got hooked into it real fast. That's great. Uh, that's awesome. I like that you can still remember mm-hmm. first two guys. I remember because I, I remember because I hated it so much. Yeah. And then a tag out happened, and I didn't know what a tag out was. Yeah. But... Like, I quickly got that it was, like, a new character, and I felt that that was cheating. I was like, I remember turning to my friend, I went, can he do that? What the fuck is that? Can he do that? And, like, I thought it was, like, against 
what a fucking lame thing. You can edit in the middle? Well, no, what the fuck is this? Like, I hated it. Oh, my God. Uh, and, and by the end of the show, I was so much like, that was smart and brilliant and real. And, like, I think the term we used was that show belongs in a museum. It was <laughs> so fucking good. That's great. Yeah, and from there, it was just, it took, I took more classes. I went shows. Um, I think I went to see the swarm like every night or every week for months and I was living in Boston at the time like I took a bus like, yeah. I, I was that fucking nerd that wow. would wake up at like catch a 6am bus go see it and come back yeah that's great I feel like uh, I feel like everybody has like that hopefully they like it enough like that team that they just keep seeing over and over again like mm-hmm. how the hell are they doing this yeah, uh, yeah. I remember I remember kind of feeling the same way about the smokes. Sure. I was like, especially because the first, like, the first improv show I'd seen was Let's Do This. Okay. So, like... And that's a, that would be a mixed bagger of yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, then after it, uh, after Let's, so it was like a mixed bag show. Like, we just went to that out of nowhere. I had never seen Long Form Improv. Oh. And it was pretty good. It was fine. And then it was Derek Comedy before Shitty Jobs. Right. And they just Derek commented like a set, and I was like, "Holy fuck! Great! That's crazy fast and amazing!" Yeah. But then, like, I remember going to see the Smokes because Eugene was my first teacher, and going like, "Oh, this is different!" <laughs> and like, I don't remember. Yeah, kind of thinking like, "Oh, this is a slow burn." Yeah. It took a minute, and then like all of a sudden things are coming together. Yeah. And inc- incredible, and, and I, yeah, I, I like that style of playing. Yeah. Like, and I like, and the Smokes has Billy on it, and Billy was on the Swarm. Yeah. So like, that's definitely kind of the same mentality going into it. Absolutely. Um, and I bet a lot of people on the Smokes watch the Swarm, because a lot of those guys are New York dudes. I yeah. bet a lot of them watch the Swarm as well. That's probably. kind of a guess. By yeah, I have, no, I have no basis for what I just said. I think no, that's probably fair. Like now, now Will Hines is on it, and he he had said like the Swarm is his favorite team. I bet Billy just only lets people on yeah. who really really <laughs> like and respect the Swarm. Yeah, as long as you like the Swarm, then you're, you're welcome. Well, by that logic, I should be on the Smokes. <laughs> hey man, just I'll talk to Billy. Talk to Billy. Like I think that could happen. Uh, that's awesome. So, uh, so you're getting involved in class. Like, so, I also have trouble understanding this. So, like, the, basically the first class is, like, the first three levels for you. What does it look like after that, then? Like, um, <clears throat> it was different, and, and, like, I remember I walked in, basically, like, it was a three-week class with a break in the middle, and the break was the Del Close Marathon. Um, okay. And so, like, I would, was taking my first long-form class, and we'd only had like five classes, and then there was three days of me watching the DCM marathon, which was just you know show after show after show. And yeah. I remember sitting in a seat and like one of the front rows, and I sat there for thirteen solid hours, yeah, and just watched stuff. And like, <laughs> I realized like thirteen hours went by, and I was like, oh my god, what am I doing? I'm a crazy person. I need to leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I remember by the end of the three weeks, we were doing heralds, um, and like our grad show, like. Was a herald, I think. Um, How do you feel about it? Was it good? I don't remember. All right, fair enough. I rem- I'm sure it had, you know, ups I mean, no, and I downs. Mean, I'm not expecting it to be great, but I wonder if you felt good about it. Uh, I don't. The main thing I remember is like I walked into that class super confident, and I walked out going like, "Oh, I don't know shit. Yeah, I don't know anything." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's. I mean, one of the things I liked so much about, and the reason I got into this is, like, I was in college taking theater classes, and, like, I underst- 
understood everything that I was learning in college and I got it. But then when I watched a root, like the Swarm or Herald or whatever, I'd be like, I don't get that. Yeah. And that's impressive and I want to learn how to do that. And that seems harder than what I'm learning here. And so I, I was drawn to the challenge of it. Um, and I really, really, really liked it. That's great. What? Okay, so... Uh just gonna yada 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 improv team you got a herald team eventually mm -hmm. okay well i guess i want to skip over that a little <laughs> how okay. did that no i was gonna i was gonna because i feel like that's standard fare but then how does that work because it's like is there an indie scene at the time are you just in classes trying and like then you audition for heralds and they're like yeah yeah you could do this um i uh there i was definitely Improvising, and I'll say in New York, there probably was an indie scene, but I, because I didn't live in New York, I definitely wasn't a part of it. Um, I remember after I took my class with Mike Delaney in New York, somebody in class was like, "Hey, you should join our practice group," and I was like, "What, what the fuck does that mean?" And and I, and I never went. <laughs> um, <laughs> I totally was like, "Yeah, that sounds great," and I was like, "Wait, no, I can't. I can't take." <laughs> A trip to Boston or to New York twice a week. I would call yeah. it once a week. Um, <laughs> but in LA, there was definitely no indie scene when I started out here, and, and or when it, UCB opened up, there yeah. there wasn't anything. Um, I remember after I've been doing it for a little while, in like '05 or '06, when the theater first opened up, um, I tried. I used the Improv Resource Center website to try to organize a 12-hour improv festival in LA, like kind of what the LA Indie Fest is now, yeah. uh, like, a, like a miniature version of it, and like there was no interest, like there weren't enough teams, and I was like, any team can do this, I don't care, and like we didn't have, we, we couldn't do a five hour festival, like there was just nobody there, <laughs> um, wow. and, the, and the established house teams at theaters were just like, why would we do this, like this just sounds, what's the, what's the reason, there, there, it just didn't exist back then. That's really funny. Yeah. Wow. Uh... Wait, so was your first Herald team out here? or in New Here. York? It was here. I'm, For some reason, I thought it was New York. No, no, no. I really cool. just took my classes there. Okay. Um, I'm one of the... I'm very unusual in the sense of... I got placed on a team, and that's been my only team. Got like, it. a lot of people were like, this to that, or like, this Herald team threw yeah. eight cuts and formations to that team to move it there. I've been on last day of school, and that's... And uh, I've done other shows, but like, I've never not been on that and it's pretty much been that one tank and that's kind of an unusual thing for the route of teams yeah, to go yeah that is yeah. Uh, wow okay I don't know why yeah I guess that. see that's what confused me is like I knew I knew that like you were a very like early UCBLA person yeah and I was kind of thought of you as a UCBLA person and then like I remember you saying like New York in 10 years and I was like oh maybe it was like a New York person like Although transferred over like a secret New York a person. secret early New York you know spy. what you are you're one of the early people who like take took classes in New York and then came out here to like get that sweet sweet Harold money that's exactly what it is <laughs> yeah that sweet Harold money oh god um <laughs> I definitely identify myself as an LA improviser fair enough if I have if I have to you do pick, yeah, yeah you well do. I, I do I pick that yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's hoodies with like gang colors on oh, it oh yeah I don't yeah. own a hoodie I ah. don't own a hoodie I should just commit to your gang, man. <laughs> uh, okay, so so get on it. We get on a Herald team out here. It's it's mm -hmm. uh, last day of school. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Like what? What's what's like an uh, what's like the early challenge for Drew? Like how is it? You hop on it. You're on a team. 
and like I feel like there's pressure and everybody has pressure and like things are trying to work through Harold yeah seems, it's I've, like a new scene <clears throat> is anybody coming to your shows people were coming to our shows like I remember our first show was sold out and that was a big deal okay um, <clears throat> I remember seeing shows at ECB uh, before there was Harold Night and it was often there were more people on stage than in the audience oh no um and again, I was that fucking dork that was going and watching these shows every week. <laughs> um, I remember when I got on last day of school, I was really nervous because it seemed that people on the team already knew each other. Like, um, Heather Campbell and Jim Woods already knew each other. Uh, Neil Campbell and Paul Russ already knew each other. And I think they knew Nick Weiger, too. Yeah. Uh, David Harris was kind of, I think, kind of in the same spot where, like, we both didn't know anybody um, <clears throat> Joanna Shockett and Mike Cohen were also on the team back then. Yeah. Um, and they would all, like, Mike's been on a bunch of Herald teams his whole life. And, like, I think Joanna also, maybe Joanna and David knew each other. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I felt like, oh, I'm the new kid. I'm, yeah. I'm the baby here. And I was very intimidated. Um, but, but right away, and I believe this is actually a Heather Campbell, something she said, that, um, it was so astonishing to me to so quickly like so many people. Like, I immediately was on that team, and I was like, oh, everyone on this team is so funny to me. And, like, there's no riffs, and there wasn't any, like, oh, we're funny, but you suck. Like, there wasn't, like, like I've been on teams where it's been, like... Yeah, everybody's been on that team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, like, that's honestly the way it goes. And, like, yeah. I was very, like, we all immediately were just, like, we all think each other's very funny. And I, I, I think those guys are so talented, um, I still do. Like, I'm still, like... Like, Nick Weiger will still make me break every week. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It was, just very, it was very quickly to be like, oh, shit, I, I'm in awe of this. So it's great. It was, I was very lucky. That's great. Uh, did you, did you, like... I guess I... I guess I was, like... Do, do you feel, like... Did you feel, like, stepping on stage early, Harold time, her, Harold times, uh, that you were, like... Oh yeah, I can I can confidently do this, hundred percent of the time. Like I know that sound that's a little weird of a question. But no, you know what I, I, mean? get, I get it. No, I definitely was like, fuck. I hope we, <laughs> I hope it's good. Like it what it took a while to be, not not think oh the show could be bad. Yeah. Like, like and last we've definitely like we definitely had bad shows. Sure. Um, <laughs> I remember <laughs> our worst Herald ever. Uh, was 17 minutes long and it was awful and it was one of the nights Besser came to watch. Oh, yay. And Besser came and watched us do a 17-minute Herald and just basically took us into the green room. Or no, it wasn't the green room. It was whatever that fucking uh, dressing room is. Yeah. And just, like, ate us alive. Um, and we deserved it. We deserved everything. Um, and we really got a beating. But uh, a well-deserved one. Wow. Um... We also all took Besser's class. Like, we became a team, and then all were basically, as all eight of us were in Besser's class during our formation, which really helped a lot. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely helps that. Yeah. Yeah, practice and what... Okay. Uh, That's so funny. Uh, Yeah. I feel like like that... I feel like that's whenever... 
we have a sub in the class. Like, that's what'll happen. Whenever there's a sub in class, uh-huh. that's the day you're at your worst. Yep. And your teacher, your sub is just like, what the fuck are you doing? What is this? Uh, I, yeah, I was just saying the other day I had Morris come in. Like, we had been so good in class. And yeah. then just like, more, like Morris was like, I don't know what you're doing. Like, I don't know if you know, you're not doing any games ever. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. That's great. Uh, yeah, real rough. Fun that's stuff. great. Uh, so let's talk, uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, I don't know, like teaching. Sure. You're a teacher. I am. You've been doing that for? Uh, a while, years. God, six, seven? Six, I don't seven know. years. Something like that, yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you teach? What's, what do uh, I teach? Let's... I teach improv. Um. You, you, what's your, what, what are your, are you 401 mostly? Um, I... I've taught every class, yeah. whether it be a 101 or advanced studies. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing I generally tend to not teach is 301. And I don't know, I think it's my schedule. Yeah. Um, these days, I'm basically teaching beginning classes or the advanced classes. Got it. Um, and I think one, early in the beginning, you're teaching, and later, you're kind of critiquing and giving more like, hey, this is what I see you doing, you need to change, versus teaching a baby bird how to fly. <laughs> like, yeah, this is what it is. Um, yeah, that's mainly what I'm doing right now. Okay. Um, so since I feel like everybody who listens to this is probably not in the 101, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, advanced and, like, uh, teaching that. Like, <clears throat> it sounds like, yeah, you said, like, critiquing, that's interesting, because it sounds like what you're saying is, like, yeah, people get it. They know what they should be doing. Is that? Do you think that's true? Or, like, if for an advanced, let's say? Um... Like theoretically, like guess theoretically, they should. They should. Here, here's here's the thing. Um, the when the advanced study system came into place, it was you had to get approval beyond that point. But for anybody that had taken enough classes before that point, basically got grandfathered into advanced study. Yeah. So <clears throat> there are definitely people in advanced study that should not be in advanced study, and I, I don't think that's. I hope that's, that's not a been shot. for a long time. That's been for a long time, and like the, you have to like I I I think I'm almost at four years, mm-hmm. and I think that four years ago we were still applying. Yes, that yeah. that system has not been revamped. Yeah. Um, I was I I know Johnny Meeks who's running the school these days. Uh, we've talked a lot about this that there is going to be a changing of the advanced study program. <gasps> what it is, I don't know. Um, <laughs> So I, I, I don't know, like, what, I, I'm not hiding anything. I was right. like, yeah, we got to, this system isn't perfect, we've got to fix it. Interesting. Because, um, yeah, I'll teach sometimes advanced studies, and it's like, great, this is a group of advanced people, in them, and I'll teach advanced studies where it's like, this isn't working out. Yeah. Um, the notes I'm giving are not advanced notes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, well, how, I, guess, I guess there's probably not a most common folly and like, oh, we're not ready for advance. I feel like it's probably not, right? It's usually across the board. It's really across the board. I mean, for me, um, what I look for, putting someone into advanced study or not, um, is (laughs) obviously do they not only get game, you have to get that, obviously, but you have to be obviously good at it. But also the other stuff of, like, can you act? Can you support? Can you do everything in a Herald? Like, can you... um, If you're the straight man in the scene, is your emotional reaction believable? Like, are you... Like, to me, the the whole point of improv is, like, 
to make something up that doesn't look made up. Yeah. To, um, to really create that show that was like, I can't believe that was improvised. Everything looked like they planned it. I mean, like, and that's the that's the compliment you want to get is I don't believe you guys made that up. Yeah. Um, and so if a student can just sell a performance and I'm not even talking about like man they did that tag out that really heightened that game in a great way like that's great and that's good but to me it's a matter of like you need to be able to act and get game yeah I'm do both um, interesting I don't yeah. think I would have passed your 401 I don't really know <laughs> I, now I'm trying to think I'm like you're saying that I'm really trying to remember what I was like in 401 I think I could probably maybe I don't yeah know. <laughs> if, if, if everything just looks like improv it's yeah it just falls flat um, yeah yeah, that yeah. was a that was a thing that I feel like I took. I think I it was a four one I took with you. It sounds right. It was either a four one or an advanced study. I don't remember. I think, oh no no! I think I took your last advanced before you went to Boom Chicago. Oh okay. And cool. I was right out of four one, and I remember it was a very good class, and I was like, I, I I'm just out of four one, oh, and great. I don't know if I can do improv. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it was fun. Yeah, there was a bunch of good people on that. I remember that. Good. It's very good. Uh, but yeah, then 401. And that was something that we talked about, too, I think, in both of them, was, like, performance, performance, performance. You're very big on performance. Yeah, I mean... Like, I, I feel like I've been knocked about game more... I think you're more likely to go, like, performance is the thing. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I, I'm... I'm, I, I'm, you know, a theater nerd. Um, but I believe that stuff matters. And, yeah. like... Uh, good improvisers are good actors, and... And I'm not saying you have to be able to, you know, that should be your focus. Like, there definitely needs to be a game and a pattern and, and, and all that stuff within it. Otherwise, it's not funny. But the stuff in between needs to be done realistically. Like, um, I, I, you probably heard me say this in class. I want people to go to our theater and watch it and go, holy shit, that looked so good. I don't want them to go, oh, th they teach patterns. Yeah. Um, like, the game... And the and the the whole method that that we do is is the tr is the technique. Um, if you go to a magic show and you see how he's doing all the tricks, it's not fun. It's just like, oh, I get it. That's how they did that. If and if it's everything is just so cranking out patterns without any sort of real performance to it, it's it falls. It just looks like a pattern, yeah, um, and not a scene that has a pattern to it. Okay, so let's uh, <laughs> then what. How do we? How do you? How do we most often create unsuccessful games patterns? Like, what's the thing that, that you feel like is? Um, what causes the issues? I believe there's a couple of things, um, and this is something I see a lot. And um, you, so you've you've probably done. Well, I've done. I'm sure you've done this too. Uh, you've been in a scene. <laughs> you've been in a scene where the pattern is so clear. And everybody supports that pattern, and everybody tags that pattern, and that pattern goes up and up and up, and it never gets a laugh. Yeah. Yeah, we've all done that. Yeah. Um, and it's because... Were you at my Wednesday show? No. Is that what you said? Is that what that was? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think people make the mistake of trying to out-heighten each other. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, I don't do any warm-ups in class that are, like... Name ten things that are whatever fucking ten states that you like. Name ten states because I feel like when you start thinking of like, oh, let me just crank out a bunch of things, mm -hmm. then you start improvising like that, and it's like, 
oh, whatever, the game is he does this, and then immediately tag to the next thing, and immediately the next thing, and immediately the next thing, and there's no in-between moments, there's no, in Heighten and Explore, there's no exploring. Um, and I think a lot of people are just going way too fast. And my main note for students is to slow down and really do the scene for real. Like, yeah. an unusual thing in life, like if I'm walking to the supermarket and a homeless guy jumps out and says something crazy in my face and it's insane, I'm probably going to tell that story for weeks. Yeah. I'm not going to be immediately in that scene looking for the next weird thing. And because after we've let that flesh out for a while, then we'll get the pattern. Yeah, then we'll get the next move. But I feel like a lot of students are just trying to do as many moves in the scene as possible. They're like, yeah, I can hide nine times rather than I can act my way in a real scene. I remember feeling that way and definitely doing that. Uh, but also, like, I'm trying to think of, like, why... Like, it was also, like, why, how did I, why did I do that so often? I think it's, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, Please. I, I think it's, it can be uh, trying to make your teacher happy to, like, show you get this and yeah. to stand out from everybody else. Yeah. Um, I also think it's, and this is a bigger thing, I think with so much indie improv happening now, uh, sets are getting shorter and shorter and shorter, and people are doing... I mean, to me, a 15-minute show is insanely short. Yeah. And now there's, like, 10-minute shows or 8-minute shows. And that's just fucking crazy. That's yeah. so little time. I, um, I've, I've had this conversation a few times. There's a there's a couple shows that just have <clears throat> notoriously crazy long short sets. Crazy short sets. Yeah. And I'm just like, why? what's the point of even going to that show? Like, yeah. we could do it. Like, yeah, it's stage time, but it's not. Like, we're not going to do anything... That's why I want to plug my new show, Coming to the Clubhouse, Space Face. We're doing 20-minute sets for everybody. That's the deal. It's going to be great. That's good. We admit, like, everybody misses doing long shows. The, That's all it was when I started. Like, yeah, and it, it should be that. What what makes me so... I get, I get my feathers pretty ruffled about this, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ooh, his feathers are ruffled. Oh, no. Um, is that, like, with indie shows... They're the venue. Like, like all the indie shows that are out there are, are great, and I fully support it, and the clubhouse is fucking awesome. But the venue is making the art form change by going, well, we're not going to change. We need to make we need to change the art form. We'll make shorter art sets so people can yeah. do their show for eight minutes. And it should be, no, movie theaters don't get to dictate how long movies are. Right. Um, you need to find a way to engage your audience and get more people there by making your show different, but still 30-minute sets, 20-minute sets. Um, do we have to do 30? Did I not? I not want 30. Right I now? want everybody to have a half hour. Drew, but... if you come to the show, you can do 30. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, it, and, and people are like, well, I remember talking with some people that run indie shows about this, and I, and I was basically like, guys, you can't do this. <laughs> Who the fuck am I to say that? I was like, guys, yeah. if you make your sets to 20 or to 15, then they're going to go to 10. And then the people that come up for the generation of thinking 10 is the norm are going to go to 5. And then we're just going to get shorter and shorter and shorter. Yeah. And we're going to lose... And this thing that we love is just going to become so watered down and broad, it's improv won't be cool anymore. Yeah. I would... Uh, I feel like that's a fair assessment. Like, I, we do... I have a team. We do Heralds. 
can't do a herald ever. No. So we do like a kind of modified herald where we don't have an opening and it's all just based on the location. Yeah. And we're like, okay, maybe that that cuts us through an opening, but we still are never getting to like third beats. No. How the hell are you going to do that so fast? I, I I think indie improv needs to find a way to make it so so the, it's supporting the art form. Right? Yeah. Well, I indie improv obviously is supporting the art form, but I think we're we're diluting it by cutting it so short. It's tough because. And also, like, just in that short period of time, too, I want to say, I feel like I see more bad improv in a short period of time. I agree. Because I think it's that thing of, like, you're more likely to sell out a scene, do a thing, blow, like, just because we got to get out of it. we yeah. got we got to be done. We only have, like, eight minutes. Yeah. I feel like it's an eight-minute montage. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, I, I, I remember hearing, when I would bring this up, the main response was well if we go to 30 minute shows then our wait list is a mile long and somebody who submits a team can't get up and we need to get everybody up and this is me being kind of utilitarian about it but I don't think you need to get everybody up you really don't I I don't think well that's what so that's I think that's another thing too that happened in the indie improv I feel like I talked about this a long time ago Uh but I remember I remember when I first started doing indie improv I had a team, and we practiced, yeah. and that was the only team that ever went up. And then I remember going, like, wow, a lot of people have a lot of teams going up. Yeah. Oh, I got to I gotta do more practice groups. And then when it clicked in my head, like, people aren't practicing and just putting teams up. Yeah. Then it's that thing of, like, oh, well, I just throw my name in with anybody. I'd love to play. <laughs> Everybody Can't wait does to that. play. Yeah. And so, yeah, you have this wait list a mile long. And this is something I've talked about with Marie, because we're doing that, that Space Space show. Oh, yeah. She's like, we got to get everybody up. I'm like, I don't think we do. No, you don't. I don't. You know, like, I'd like to put up teams that clearly practice, that are clearly, like, somewhat level of, like, Confident or like I don't I guess it's not like a judgment on like who's good or bad, but hopefully a thing of like I'm gonna do I can do a show. Yeah. I can do a twenty minute show because yeah. we do shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um The argument I always hear back about that is, well if I'm not doing shows, how do I get better? Yeah. And I I don't think shows are the way to get better. I think they shows are tough. don't hurt. Yeah. But like I believe I, I think you get better in the classroom. Yeah. And, um and yes, you need to have some experience and yes you need to you know, dive into the deep end at some point and do it live. But if, if I have a student that's not a good improviser, I wouldn't go. You know what? <laughs> People need to see this. Like yeah. that's not. If you watch a movie and there's an actor in it that's bad, and they're like, "Oh, you should be in more movies," or yeah. "More movies will get better." You're like, no, man, go take a fucking class. Yeah, uh, um, I'm very, uh, I'm very guilty of this. Uh, I, uh, I've done a number of shows of not good. Not mm-hmm. good. We're not good. We as a group are not good. Uh, and who cares? That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like to perform. This is the climate of improv. But you get very good at a very a particular thing, and that is being a shitty improviser, but being funny. Like, yes. and, I'm, and I think I would argue I'm way more proficient at that than I am <laughs> at doing good improv, and that like terrifies me. Like, I've had to, I've started cutting like a lot of teams. Just like I don't want to perform anymore because uh-huh. I know I'm doing such shitty improv. Like, I can call you out, and I can make you look bad. Yeah, and, like, I'll get the audience on my side, and like we'll laugh and we'll all have a good time. But I'm like, well, fuck, like I could nobody if anybody saw that show, like I'd be embarrassed. Like I'd see I'd, like see a teacher, and I'd be like, uh-huh. they'd be like, oh yeah fun show uh-huh. and I could just tell like I can just tell they're mad at me a little fun show fun does show. not mean good show fun show and I know and yeah. it, it's it, you know what sucks though is whenever I want to I want to like give somebody a fake compliment I still say fun show and uh-huh. I'm like they know they know they know 
And yeah, it I mean, it's it's not hard for you and your friends to go on stage and have fun and get laughs. Like, yeah. what's hard and what's what I believe you should be doing is doing improv that that's good work. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when I go watch indie improv, it's either bad or fun and occasionally good. Yeah. Um, and and I and it's not a matter of the talent level. I think it's a matter of people's goals. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think people are like... Like, the, e- even the fact that a montage is a default form. <laughs> like, a montage should be a really cool thing that you should be, like, yeah. building. Like, a montage builds to something, not, oh, we didn't practice. Great, we'll all have two beers and just do the, whatever the fuck we want. Like, yeah. It's like, whoa, well... I remember hearing um, <laughs> Amy Poehler, who, who I've never taken a class with... Um, but a friend of mine did, and she said, her, her, the first thing Amy Poehler said in class was, the most important things in my life are long-form improv and my friends and family. And if your priorities are any different, you need to leave right now. <laughs> and some lady was like, I gotta go, and like left, and everybody else stayed in that class. And like, <laughs> yeah. And, oh, that's very funny. Yeah, and I... I yeah, I mean, it, I really got taught in, into this. It's like, yeah, it's an honor to be on stage, and like, it's really something you have to take seriously. And 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 improv gets such a bad rap of just being like, yeah, it's a lazy art form. And and I think a lot of people are doing it lazily now. I remember, uh, yeah, when I started, had friends mm-hmm. who just not not at all in the community, improv community, just give me so much shit about improv. Yeah, and that's fair. Like, in a weird way, you have to say, you have to admit, like, oh, what, you're not going to write anything? You're not going to, like, put time into... Like, you have to admit, there's a valid critique of improv. I have, I've gotten in screaming matches with people about that, and it's like, well, why not just write it? And, like, hey, I'm not anti-sketch. I yeah. think that's great. I write sketch, I do sketch, too. But to me, I find more fun if it's, I can improvise a sketch. Yeah. And, like, that, to me, is the fucking... But, goal. if we're, like, if you're saying, like, you're saying the venue is kind of changing the art... We're kind of, we collectively are lowering our art. Like, I, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to tell to tell anybody confidently. Like, hey, you should definitely come out to an indie show. You know, Tuesday night at eleven. Like, yeah. I don't think there's one there, so I'm not actually trying to knock anybody. Just no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like, <laughs> you should definitely come out. You're gonna watch a bunch of assholes yeah. kind of jerking each other off, and then like, all right, well, that was it. And, like, hopefully, like, the last team is, like, some good bets, and you're like, yeah. hey, look at that. There, that was what's good. the thing, right? Yeah. That, that's, that's what we're doing, but kind of yeah. not. And, 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 I, and, again, I don't think it's a matter of, for, for anybody in any improv that's listening to this, don't think I'm saying you're not talented. I think it's a matter of, I think, I think the goals and the priorities are, are different. Yeah. Um, it just feels, like, improv's got a rep of being lazy and easy and just it doesn't matter and I think a lot of people are starting to do that more and more and more. Yeah, you're kind of putting the, just by like having, I guess, more shows don't practice, shorter sets kind of less accountability for it yeah. you are kind of putting the lazy back into it. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I don't have the answer. I don't think you do it's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I mean I'm telling you, this show, it's long shows it's gonna be, it's gonna I'm change excited. everything. Well good, I hope it does <laughs> um, uh, That's huh well, I didn't. I didn't expect this tangent, but I really enjoyed it. Great. Uh, do you want to? I want to talk a little bit about acting. You're clearly Please. like a good performer, actor. Thank you. Uh, that's a thing that I struggle with. So, look how you act. <laughs> um, I'll, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, 
other than acting in sketch and improv, I haven't done any acting yeah. in a in a while. Like and like, I did a play a couple of years ago, and I felt like I had no idea what I was doing, and I felt really awkward. Really, I felt really bad. And the play was super weird, and I got bad. And honestly, the director—I don't think the director knew what they were doing. Um, so there were other factors going into it, but I was like, "Shit, man! If I'm not acting around a funny idea, I've kind of forgot how to do this." Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's—it's it's just a matter of. Um, I feel like uh, I did a play mm-hmm. a couple years ago too. Yeah. And I was like, and I've never—I've I've done a few in high school and stuff. Never really considered myself much of an actor, but I still did them. And it was that thing of, like, literally all I ever got, like, the only thing I could ever do Uh was just, like, stare at the person more (laughs) (laughs) and, like, try to believe it more, which is, like, the dumbest thing because it's, it's, like, a lot of, like, I feel like acting method is finding a way into believability and showing it, and all I'm sitting there to do is, like, I don't know, just believe this more. (laughs) Just believe it more. <laughs> Can you do that? Believe harder. Can you believe harder? Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm a great actor. Is what I'm <laughs> I know, like, like I guess for me, it's um, the big thing is indicating. Uh, and indicating is like, I'm going to do something to show you that I'm mad. And so if I'm trying to play a mad character, I'll mm. bang my fist or you know put my punch my hand or whatever the fuck that is. And it's yeah. like nobody does that. Yeah. And so it's like clearly a choice rather than an actual real moment yeah um and so like yeah i remember like when i was yeah it's like well, what can i do to look sad and it's like no that's not how it works like you actually just listen to reaction in the moment yeah your behavior will be sad your behavior will be angry or whatever and if you choose to make like well then i throw the chair and it's like well it looks like a choice you know, someone un- unrealistically doesn't move rather than just Settling in that moment. This is not great acting advice, by the way. <laughs> no, it's okay. I think I think that's something we can talk. Uh, we can kind of just expand a little bit on that. I think that's the thing you probably recognize regularly in improv is uh, stating stating your emotion, stating your feeling, mm-hmm. uh, than rather than doing it. I feel like that's very common, especially especially straight men. Yeah, St- straight men are. Then, I don't know. I feel like a lot are like I you. I, I'm so mad at you. You're being incredibly unreasonable. Can you tell how mad I am? Yeah, yeah, and like that's no, yeah. When I'm arguing in real life, I don't think I say I'm so mad at you. Yeah, like, maybe, but it yeah, it just comes out through your behavior, and it all just ties into playing it real, like just creating a normal base reality for your scenes. Um, people standing around loving their lunch break don't go man I love this lunch break like it's just so <laughs> such a fun lunch break yeah. yeah yeah it's just not it's just a matter of indicating and like just stating what you're doing it just comes a, sh- a grounded base reality with a following the rules of show don't tell and sure yeah right. I'm over here oh did I almost kill your dog I'm so no, sorry no it's fine he's he's very good at getting stepped on oh. and uh, tangled up he's good at it. he's like a pro there's a dog here, by the way. There's a, we're not. This is not <laughs> really weird space. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. The show don't tell. The show don't tell. And I, and I wonder if the part of that. I'm going to say part of that comes too from just uh, sinking into a tone, maybe at the top of the scene. Tone. I feel like, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I'm. I always use this example because I feel like Eugene does this a lot. Cordera. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll start. He'll start like kind of like a goofy scene, like, mm-hmm. you know, like that energy, 
Yeah. And that's a tone that, like, I can believe, or, like, I can see where this is going, and when stuff breaks from that, it's, like, you get the same thing. But also, mm-hmm. you can see a real tone from Eugene to an Indian plot. But you see that, you see it, and you're like, oh, we live in this. And then when things start to go away, emotionally, I guess emotionally the tone stays the same. Like, if you're... I, I believe, <laughs> I guess, like, a roundabout way of saying, like, I think, I believe I could see a scene start where it's like, hello, dear, thank you for coming home to dinner. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, we're getting into, we're getting into some kind of, like, faux TV 50s reality. Yeah. And if these emotions come off different in that, then I can see how this is possible. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, uh, although I'm such a, a struggler for, for grounded playing a real performance, playing sure. it real... You're saying you don't like Eugene Cordero? No, not at all. Do you wanna, think... just want to say, get that on the record? <laughs> yeah, no, I get love you, <laughs> Uh, and th- this is something I say to my students: playing it real doesn't mean realism. Um, yeah. So not every scene has to be. You you can play characters, and you can have a magical genie in a scene, or we can do a scene where we start off, and that is our ba- like. A, if I'm Snow White and a bird comes down and talks to me, that's not weird. There's no unusual yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, whether whether it's the tone or the or the the idea, it's like, well, what is your base reality? Um, yeah. The way it was taught to me was, uh, if a monster walks into the room, is it unusual? And I went, yeah, of course. And they're like, well, not in the movie Monsters, Inc. Yeah. That's just the character. And you're like, oh, I guess, yeah, what is the normal there? And the normal, it's I, I'm a big furry dude, and you have one giant eyeball. That's the normal there. Um, so, yeah, but like if, it's, if someone starts in that reality and I deny that tone or I deny that normal reality, then it's already weird. It's already falling apart that's got to go to speed probably right like if, you, if you're missing those things or uh we're playing against our reality uh or we're we're writing things off as not unusual when they clearly are that probably i feel like that's got to just go back to doing it too fast yeah maybe or, or, or uh, maybe some people are just trying to be funny right from the get-go yeah um i always like to me it matters of like well what do you co- if you're coming out of an opening at least we built up this idea and the audience was with us. Like, if you're going to start in a reality that isn't two grounded human beings mm-hmm. uh, in realism, if it was in the opening, okay. Like, at, le- at least the audience is in on that joke. But if you just get a word and are like, I'm going to start in this big, wacky move, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's harder. Um, it's just, if anything, it's like, well, we don't have an opening. We don't have any ideas yet. All we have is a word. Let's make this easy on ourselves and just go as normal as possible. And so the game that we get, everybody will be in on that joke altogether rather than kind of like starting with an audit curveball of an idea. Yeah. Um, I see people do this a lot where it's someone will initiate a scene and out of, out of no opening, um, let us initiate organically. And then char- player number two will make a super strong character choice. And then it's basically about that character. And that's not bad, but I felt like that player number two would have done that choice no matter what player one said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, I see that happening a lot. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's like, hey, man, great to make strong choices, and it's great to add stuff, especially at the beginning of a scene. Yeah. But if your second move's unusual, we have no choice but to follow that. And usually it leads to an unsatisfying game. That's tough because... <clears throat> You talk about... Uh, I feel the same way. Uh, and I feel like whenever somebody... Especially whenever somebody makes a big character choice... Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like 
first that first time they do that first line, I spend a lot of time like, did you just do something unusual? Because yeah. did you break like so? If you're if like if you come if you come at me as like a grizzled cop or something, and I gave you a very normal initiation, mm-hmm. this is it is it such a is it a comically grizzled cop or is it can I believe this is a thing or did you say something that kind of is that clash with what I like because because it. I guess what I'm saying is, like, you, because ideally, mm-hmm. if somebody does something like that, I don't necessarily want to treat them as unusual. I don't want to go, oh, that's the unusual thing, because it just might not be. It might be people's performance. Yeah. But if it's, it only takes a little bit to, like, really go, like, oh, no, no, you're, like, if we're talking about a base reality and that there's not a lot set out, too, it's like, you're diverting from it. Like, you're going to be unusual, whether yeah. you know it or not. I, I think it's, it's definitely case by case, but, but like, if I... If I give you something, I initiate, and I, in my initiation, ask you to play a character. If I, you know, I call you grandma or something like that, right. and you make a choice off of that, you're honoring my idea. You are yes ending. But I mm-hmm. feel if I set up kind of a neutral, grounded, real world, and your first choice is a big weird character, yeah, you're not yes ending me. You're going, you're kind of yes oaring. <laughs> you're going, yeah, yeah. I hear your idea, but. Wouldn't this be funny? Yeah. And it's like, well, I guess we have to. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Or just why don't you... I'd rather, like, build it with the other person in the beginning. It's, uh... And maybe, and again, maybe this just comes to, like, doing it shorter or whatever. But it doesn't... I watch, uh... Just watch the smokes last night. Watch a lot of teams. Look how long they'll go or start mm-hmm. scenes without getting a laugh. Mm-hmm. And just kind of, like, being on the same page. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. And it doesn't... I'm never mad about it. I'm never no. mad about it. No. Because you can pay it. You can always... You can always it always pays off. You can all, Yeah. Um, you're doing it right. You can do it. Ah. I remember when, when I would be watching The Swarm growing up in my improv life. Uh, it, they would have those long patient starts. And every time it happened, I'd be like, tonight's the night. Tonight's the night they fucked up. I'm so glad I'm here for the show that got no laughs, and I was always wrong. It would always pay off, and it would always be like, oh my god, they fooled me. Everything they were doing from the beginning was intentional, Yeah. and it was just that kind of patient play. Um, I do think there's a difference between patient play and just meandering boring, <laughs> which it's, I feel a lot of people are like... We could talk about meandering boring. Yeah. <laughs> That's an issue. Yeah, um... Craig Kukowski, uh, who's fucking amazing. He's meandering and boring? You want to no, get that God, on no, record? No, no, Craig is phenomenal. <laughs> uh, I remember he, he was teaching me once uh, at I.O., and he said, because uh, he was harping on playing it real, and, and like after we played it, after we quote-unquote played it real for a while, he goes, yeah, guys, I didn't say play it boring. I said, play it real. Like, you still have to make comic choices. We still have to make moves. We still have to do things that break away from a base reality to make it funny. Right. But then it's a matter of do that funny thing realistically, react to that funny thing realistically. Not just go, I'm playing it real. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, that baffles me. And I see a lot of people struggle with that. Craig's great. Uh, because, yeah, that that is a dude. We were, I was talking a little bit about this uh, mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, people, not focused on game necessarily. Mm-hmm. Does in fact no basis in game. That was that was not a thing when he was doing learning. Yeah, right? yeah. He comes from a different background. So, but but like still funny. So how does that happen? It's like oh well, you perform, do base reality, and then make comic choices and play them out. I think that's all it comes down to. I 
I don't know. Yeah. In his world? I mean, in his world, not our world. <laughs> I don't his, know. Our world's terrible. Oh, terrible yeah. and terrifying. <laughs> and I love I, it, and I can't quit. I don't know. Like, like I watched, like, like I think Dasarisky's fucking phenomenal. Uh, and those guys are great. Um, I... I think it's great because they they're they're at least on their page, um, and, it, and it has funny moments to it. Um, yeah. I've seen shows that are basically like a great IO player and a great UCB player and a great Groundlings player and a great blah blah blah, and you put them all together. That show is fucking terrible. Yeah, like that show is awful. I've seen that show. I've been in that show. It never works. Yeah, um, yeah <laughs> it's, it, it's they're just not on the same page. I did. Uh, and so I don't know. You know what Reddit is? Reddit. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, a subreddit called R Improv, uh, and it's people talk about improv, and it's dumb. Okay. It's like the worst. <laughs> right. So they did. They put on an improv show at the Del Close Marathon, and they're like, "Who wants to do it?" And I was like, "Well, I'll do that. That sounds okay. fun." Okay. Uh, and it's interesting because uh, there's like a dude from there's somebody from both the Carolinas and like a New York like pit person and cool. like a New York UCB person and me used to be LA, uh, and it was like it was a very big hodgepodge. Uh, yeah, and I remember like uh, several times going like, like we did like, we we met up before and did practice and we did the show. And I was like, is this what you think improv is? Yeah, because it's not like, and I, I'm sure I'm sure they like see some shit that I do. And they're like, is this what this dude thinks yeah, improv is? Yeah, what are you doing, is? man? Because um, that's not it. Of all the different schools, and I've trained at every improv school. Uh, Groundlings is the only place I've not trained. Me too. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. that's the only one I missed out. It's the only on. one I've not done. One day. One uh, one day for me. I'm gonna. I, I, uh, I have a I have a d- very dumb story. I signed up for their audition. Yeah. Uh, I was one minute late, and I just come from donating blood. And I like walked in, and I was like, "Hey, which room do I go into?" And the guy looks looks at the thing, and like he goes, "Sorry, you're late. You can't go in." I'm like, "Really? I just came from donating blood, and like, you know, they're just warming up. I'm sure." Yeah. And he goes, "Sorry, can't do it. If you want to take it a little bit more serious next time." I can look for another spot for you. And oh, I just went, man. I'm such an asshole. I just turned. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't even care. <laughs> like, uh, and I just left. I'm like, well, uh, he has no clue who I am. But yeah. I was just so like, I was so like, they're not even, they haven't even gotten to Zop yet. I'm sure of it. <laughs> they have not got there. Ugh, that that's heartbreaking. Sucks. That sucks. Yeah. This was just a couple months ago too. It still, it still hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, take it seriously. Don't take be a, a little don't bit be a more dick. seriously. Like, all right, well. Um, uh, but but through I don't remember exactly where I was going, but but through taking classes everywhere, like I definitely found things valuable at every school for sure. Uh, but I definitely found that UCB's approach. I mean, like kind of like the thing Besser laid out, and Besser's been my main teacher. I've taken eight fucking classes with the man. Damn. Um, I believe that approach to be the funniest approach, and to be the one that's like, here is the setup way to do a comedy show. That What's is- that approach? Uh, break I mean, it, break game. it down for just me. Just game. Um, okay. I mean, just <laughs> hey, man. Just base reality, one unusual thing. Explore if this, then what? Like that. That process that we all know. Um, I find that to be the simplest and funniest way to do improv. And and I've taken other classes, and it's more about like capturing the magic. And it's like I don't know what that means. It's it's not as pragmatic and it's not as detailed. Yeah. And I, th- I think what he's done uh, is exa- It's just the I find it to be the most efficient funniest way to do it I feel like a lot of uh, <clears throat> feel like a good or I did, a, I did some improv that was like yes and yes everything go with everything go with everything 
and and then I remember at a certain point like that is helpful in a way mm-hmm. it's helpful in a way but it's also and then I remember at a certain point the, the coach going like now do something funny <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to give that note in class <laughs> Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I can, I can yes, and these things all day if we're not, if we're not like focused. And I guess it does. I think maybe, maybe ECB focuses more clearly around a thing that is funny or like finding that thing and like parsing it apart. I mean, yeah, I it's you, you yes, and until you find a game, and once you're in the game, you just play the game and you right. play with that. You don't need to be yes, ending beyond that. Um, right. I remember being in a class with Besser, and I think there were a lot of people in that class, and this was, this was like an early. LA class um, and there were a lot of Chicago improvisers in that room and a co- only like I would say like it was half UCB and half IO Chicago people that hadn't really taken any UCB classes okay. and they would just yes end past games and, or be in a game and yes end away from it and just like add on unnecessary information that was so distracting and I remember he goes something like um, you guys have yes end sickness and it was like you guys gotta stop yes ending and to some people, like, what? That's all what improv is, is you always got to yes-end your partner. And it's like, no, you yes-end their ideas in the beginning to get to something funny, and then you yes-end the way they want to play that game, but it's not arbitrary details. You can yes-end so long that it gets uh, silly or just off. Like, that's that's I think that's the thing that you get from yes-ends just continuously is silly funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah. Whoa, I get How this we get now. There? I mean, yeah. I guess it all kind of tracks, but what? Yeah, and it just, it takes away from, like, like if you were watching a sketch that just continuously added on new things, it would just you wouldn't know what to laugh at. Yeah. You would watch if you watched that on TV, you'd be like, "This is just crazy," rather than funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a fucking yes, ends a great necessary tool, but only shouldn't be used all the time. I like it. Um, I feel like th- that blows some people's minds. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I feel like, <laughs> I feel, uh, so, talking about improv, uh, as in this, like, even in the format of this podcast, I think it's, like, so m- not that valuable. I still okay. do it. <laughs> uh, but. Let's talk I about think, other shit. <laughs> now let's talk about fucking dogs. Um, so, but, I, I will say, though, for all the, the uh, that everything is out there and every, like, that y'all kind of know this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's weird how often people have like just total revelations of like, oh my fucking god, mm-hmm. you stop yes handing at one point or like mm-hmm. whatever. It's this is gonna blow like a hundred people's minds who are like in the community. They're in advance. They like know this. They know it. Yeah. But they like they're just like whatever. And it happens to me all the time too. So uh-huh. uh, <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is like that's okay. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, this is an art form, and you're constantly going to be learning. And like, I, I honestly like wish I could take an improv class. Like, I'd love to take. Like, I performed with Eugene a bunch. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, not a bunch. Like a couple of times. But like, I know I would benefit if I took Eugene's class, or like, I know I'd benefit if I took Alex Berg's, one of my best friends. And like, if I took his class, I'm sure I'd get something out of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think it's good to be learning. Um. You go through phases, like, I know, like, I'll be in a phase where it's like, man, my walk-ons are great, my initiations suck. Yep. And it's like, well, hey, oh six months God. later, it's different. Yeah. I would um, just refuse to initiate for, like, almost a year. <laughs> it was the worst. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, I was just like, I'm not doing anything right. I thought I could initiate. I used to be very good at it. Uh, I don't know what's happened. I had to give myself this note 
in last day of school shows where I was basically this is a visual so it's really going to suck for everybody listening at home uh, <laughs> but basically every scene I initiated I would just come off the back line not really have an idea and just kind of like give up and then grab a chair and pull it out and then just sit down and go uh so here's an unusual value <laughs> and it's like that's a bad way to improvise. That's just like giving up and being like, um, let's just arbitrarily do this. Idea. Yeah, you go for it. Yeah, and, and that's not not what to do. I was like, all right, I'm just getting tight, lazy, and and then had to give myself that note. Uh, I'm trying to think of like what's the thing that I'm not liking about my improv these days, uh, and I was going to get you to solve it and do like, something funny. Do something funny. That's such a fucking great it was, pretty, it was great because I think he like and I also this was a I had already kind of been through UCB and I was a, I was a yeah. little bit I pushed I pushed back way too much when I like don't agree with teachers it's okay. the worst but I was a little bit like you know we're like just work the way you're kind of doing it like I'd love to just focus on game for like one week or whatever uh-huh. and he's like I'm telling you yes and is the thing and we just and I was like I was kind of being a dick I'm like I'll yes and this all day and I'll show you that we will not be funny and I, that's what I was going for and <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, I was being a real monster. That's crazy. I'm a terrible person. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Um, I remember as far as like something Walsh told me that was you'll get notes in improv from people you know you're funnier than. And the thing you need to do is just take the note. Yeah. And it's like even if you disagree just take the note. I remember at Boom, uh, Boom Chicago, uh, I got a note once and I disagreed with the note so hard. Yeah. And I didn't say anything and I just took the note and I was like, you know what? I know I'm right. And they were saying what you were doing, it was basically like what you were doing wasn't getting laughs and you were denying your partner. And I was like, I wasn't denying, I was straight manning. Yeah. And at Boom, uh, every performance is recorded uh, and so if you want, you can ask the tech booth for a DVD of any show. Yeah. I, I, th- I think they like get rid of them after a while. Yeah. But I went to the tech booth. I was like, guys, can I have a recording of last night's show? And I went home and I watched the DVD <laughs> and I watched the tape and I was right. I was absolutely right. And I was doing a good, I felt doing a good job. And again, I'm watching myself. So I'm yeah. probably with rose tinted glasses. Yeah. But I was just listening for laughs in the audience. Like, I was getting solid laughs throughout that idea. If anything, not more laughs than this just crazy thing. Yeah. And I took the DVD, and I was like, I'm going to go show them I was right. I was like, no, that's crazy. Yeah, it doesn't I, work. I threw the DVD away, never brought it up. And yeah. And it was just a matter of like, all right, t- I'll just take the note. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I'm never, su- I'm never suggesting doing anything uh, no, like no, no, that. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm just a real monster. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, a yeah. real rough, terrible person. Um... <laughs> I, I tell totally the part of this, part of why we've talked about doing this was like you just come from back from boom, and I yeah. was interested in talking about it. Sure, I'm gonna just throw it all away. We don't need to do that. We're close to the time over anyway. See ya. Uh, kind of wrap this up with uh, uh, first of all, is there anything that you feel like you want to cover or share with the world as far as your improv wisdom? You're a very good teacher. Right? I very Thank much you. enjoyed having you. Uh, both times. Uh, the first time, spending most of it going like, whoa, we're doing... Like, I remember... Oh, that, that's the thing that we talked about in that class that I really liked. You're like, you should be sweaty after the opening. And you said that, like, yeah. 19 times. <laughs> and we were. I remember. It was, like, the middle of summer, and we fucking were. Was it uh, an organic opening? Yeah, we're doing organic... Like, no, we, it was, like, your, like, vignettes thing. Do you remember that? Or, no, 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 Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, this is right. 
where you do like uh, what class was this? This was a this was an advanced advanced. It was like Scott Davis and Lelon. I think Moses was in it. Oh yeah, I remember that class. Yeah, and you were I think you were basically like you do like you do like our tableaus or maybe that's what she called it. And like we kind of do we build up a scene around like a silent type of. Yeah, the, thing, and then we'd follow something. Yeah, somebody's like one physical motion, kind of like organic that. Yeah, out, and then stay in like whatever. That's a, that's the opening last day of school. We did it as, as a Herald team. Yeah, okay. Um, we that. we called it environment building, which yeah. is a fucking weird because it, like, it's not. Know, yeah, it, yeah, it's not an organic opening because we know it has a structure to it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I I, I I don't want my. My my preach to be no be sweating. Don't do that. no no no. But I tell I'll, I'll say that uh, I think the sentiment behind that that I tried to take away from it uh, more than anything was just like commit and get in stuff like hard. Yeah, like just be in and that, oh yeah, that was the best note I've ever one of the best notes I ever got. And that was from you, and that Ooh. was uh, it was something I think it was something to the effect I want to get it right, but it's like oh yeah, if your teammate is out there eating a shit sandwich. You go out there and eat some of that shit sandwich too. Uh, but I, remember, like, think, I think that was like the sentiment, kind of the same thing behind that opening. Like, yeah. Get into it, just get into it, and commit to it, do more. Like get, don't, don't be guarded, don't be halfway. Yeah. Uh, it, and I, and even then I took that four hundred one with you. It was like kind of a similar note. You're like, go in there all the way, do it. Yeah, go in. you have to do it. If you, there's so little. T- a half hour show is very short. Uh, let's do it now. You hear yeah. that? A half hour show is short. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I I think I actually stole that dog shit note. Uh, I think that's actually a Jim Woods phrase. It's from uh, somebody. Yeah, I, I remember it vaguely. Yeah, I, I think do- Jim Woods says that. Um, <laughs> I remember doing that play that I was in. Yeah, that was I felt weird about. I remember doing it, and Act One just kind of went weird. And I was backstage with with another guy in the show, uh, a dear friend of mine, and I said. Oh, and this is this is kind of gross, but he, I said like, oh, it just feels awful out there. I feel like I'm just sucking dick out there. And he goes, well, in Act Two, let's use both hands and make it come. And I was just like, oh, okay, man. And it's like we doubled down, and we will. Yeah. Uh, that is. Uh, that's. I don't know. I feel like that's not a terrible. It's a good mentality to just yeah. go like in it with with the idea of like, yeah, you know, I don't know. There's something there. We didn't get we didn't get here accidentally. And yeah. It's hard. It's it's harder to. How about it? like if you if you're off to like a rough start or something mm-hmm. that the audience is connecting with or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's harder to make that make good of that after going running away from it. Yeah. It's that, very hard. Like it's it's changing your choices. Then it's like you kind of lose your base reality. Yeah. You lose a lot just like going away from it. Uh-huh. Like, well, fuck. Some of my favorite scenes I've ever been in started as the worst scenes I've ever been in. Yeah. Uh, and it was just a matter of, like, everybody was like, all right, we yeah. got to really commit. That, yeah, I I don't, I think, I think this might have been, oh, yeah, I, one, of, one of my proudest scenes was with Marie, and we just sucked. We just weren't connecting. And I was like, I, I was like, fuck, no. Uh-huh. I'm not going to, I was just like, I'm going to stay in this and make it work. And it took us, like, a minute and a half and, like, to fully communicate what was happening there you go, yeah. and the reality yeah. and then whatever. And then we had, like, the thing, and that scene took off. It was really, really good. And I was like, I remember, and or it wasn't even really, really good. It was good. Great. And I just go, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. I can do, <laughs> I can be in a shitty scene and make it not shitty anymore. Yeah. That's a, that's a real moment. <laughs> yeah, and that's, like... The great thing is if you are doing a shitty scene, generally, you know, usually you've got 
five people behind you to help you. And so, like, I, I, I no longer, if I'm in a scene and I'm a minute deep, and I'm well aware, like, hey, we have not found it yet, there's no more hitting of the panic button. Like, I, there, there's no more panic moves, just because I trust the people behind me to make this look good. Yeah. Um, I think that was also a note. I remember... Maybe not. Maybe I made this up. Maybe attributed it to you. Okay. But I mean, it was like the same type of thing of like, if something isn't working or whatever, look to pay it off later. Like, I remember, I think I remember you saying that of like, if this scene just sucks and you like mercy edit it or something uh-huh. like that, just look for an opportunity to pay it off later. Yeah. I don't know uh, if I that mean, was you or not. Or it sounds something like something I, I would say. In. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't recall saying that, no, but no. hey, I'll take it. Cool. Well, there's a weird <laughs> thing that was for yeah. you. Uh... Okay, yeah. So does that sound like a thing that you maybe want to like, I guess get my, out there, but get in your thing? My main thing for, for improvisers would be this, because this is a note I'm constantly giving. Um, a lot of times people, uh, a, a clear funny thing will be out there, and instead of playing it, people just stand around and pitch on what it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and if like we were in a writer's room and we came up with this funny idea and everybody's throwing out ideas we would write them all on the board as all legitimately funny ideas but then when it came time to doing the script we would pick two of those ideas maybe three of those ideas and put in the dialogue and put in the reactions and put in the performance and the believability and a lot of times people find that funny thing and then just stand around and they're all like clever with the idea and just go well here are the ten ways that game could go rather than picking one and doing it Yeah, um, it's like if and I think I've said this in class too but like it's like if we all went to go play kickball in the park and I had the ball and we, and we chose our teams and I had the ball and you're up to plate instead of throwing the ball it's actually like hey if I threw the ball to you and you hit it over there you would then run over there, and either you'd get out or not. And it's like, well, great, cool, who's next? Like, <laughs> I think I would get out. Next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, 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 uh, you have to play the game, not pitch the game. Interesting. I like it. It's really great. Cool. Uh, all right, last bit. Please. Classic uh, segment on the show. <laughs> I always like saying it's a classic segment on the show. I haven't done one in so long, I'm excited to say it. Classic. Uh, it's a classic segment on the show. Pearl of Wisdom, uh, no uh, advice, feedback you got that kind of stuck with you, something that you're, it was impactful, maybe that you still say. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Notes that I got. Yeah, maybe. I mean, hopefully. Yeah, I like no, that. Yeah. And then I, every now and then, somebody will be like, I never remembered a single note. Oh, no, I remember all my notes. Uh, not all of them, but... but. Uh, I would say there's two that stand out to me. Uh, one was something Besser did with me a lot. Uh, I had a bad habit of interrupting people um, basically, if, if I'm doing, I would cut off my scene partners before they were finished talking, and Besser really got on my ass about it, and it came down to the point where he's like, "Why are you doing this?" I'm like, "Why the fuck do you keep cutting people off?" And my honest answer was, "I think my ideas are funnier than their ideas," <laughs> and I was like, "That's the real truth of what's happening here," oh, and no. and he came up with this rule that I had to follow in <laughs> class, which was. Uh, if I ever cut someone off, no matter what was happening, I had to go sit down. Uh, I couldn't do the scene anymore. Or whatever the show. I had to go sit. And I sat, I don't know, I want to say like ten times. Wow. Ten times I like, nope, alright, I'm out. Like, I, I, I would cut someone off, and it really, like, and he got on me, because it's like, if you're doing that, you're coming from a place of 
ego, and you're also not listening, and you yeah. can't. It's just like an argument. Like if people are screaming over each other, they're not actually sure. hearing the other one. True, um, I do this all the time. Uh huh. I constantly, I'm like, or I, I've gotten pretty good at like not. But what drives me crazy if somebody goes on for a while, I'm like, I know I have a funny response or mm-hmm. a good response to this. Mm-hmm. Please stop talking. Mm-hmm. Is how I, and then you know, go past it, and you're like, well, I can't say it now. Yeah, well, I know I can't say it now. It's okay to be <sighs> to have that great thing in your head, it hurts and it, my heart. yeah. But if you have that great idea and it doesn't happen, I think it's better to play with what's actually happening. And your great idea, go home and write. Go yeah. and write that scene. You're right. Um, <sighs> The other note that I remember that really resonated with me was from Mike Delaney, who was an amazing teacher. Uh, he gave this analogy um, of, a ca- of a casino, uh, and the idea is that um, the audience is the the audience or the the performance, the improv of it is basically the house, and the suggestion are the cards, and so you get dealt these cards. I know, I'm probably butchering this analogy, by the way. <laughs> it's already a lot to take <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. Um, say, say the audience is the house, the okay. suggestion are the cards, and you get dealt these cards, and you're a player at the table as well. Yeah. Uh, instead of me looking at my cards, and you look secretly, so you can't see what I have, and you looking at your cards secretly, and you and I strategizing how to beat each other, it should be, you get the suggestion, you get the idea... And then you and I both just show our cards to each other and try to take down these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and try to take down the house rather than just pick each other apart. Interesting. Um, that doesn't mean every scene has to be, like, brotherly love, but it's just a matter of you and I are in this together. You and I are going to work together to come up with an idea that is going to be funny for the, the world around us rather yeah. than I'm going to nail you to a wall, you're just going to pick me apart. It's not. It's It's a... It's it's easy to destroy. It's hard to create, and it's yeah. just embedding it. Games based off of creation are usually a lot more funny that you build with the other person. That's why it's that. fun. I love it. Uh, that's the thing. Uh, I'll also like I say just too in that short doing the short sets or whatever. It's a lot. It's a lot easier to go like against and just whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, it's uh, easier. I think he, I think he also said the same note of if you're ever a blank occupation in a scene, just be the best at it. Just yeah. don't be the bad doctor. Don't yeah. be the, the <laughs> bad ballerina. Just be a great ballerina, and now let's find a fucking game worth doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Instead of like, oh, I can't quite do this right. Yeah, it's my first hey, day. Why are you doing this right? Yeah, I, remember, I think he said, it's no one's first day at their job in my, in my class, and everyone's good at their occupations, uh, and no one plays kids. Let's go. And I was like, all right, cool, I'm in. I love that. That's, yeah. a, that's a great way to start class. Yeah. Like I'm setting a tone. Yep. Oh, fantastic. Uh, all right, Drew. Well, uh, DDFM, do you have any uh, plugs or things that you want to share with the world before? Uh, oh, my God. Not really. Uh, go go, uh, go do improv. Go do improv. <laughs> no, uh, no. Go take class. Go don't do improv. Go take classes. Yeah. yeah. Guess, after all that. After all that. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I don't know. Just go put, to, put together a team. Yeah. Put, like five names down. Get your team. Commit to your team. Don't be on a million teams. You're going to get better by training with the same people that you trust and love than by doing a bunch of teams that don't matter. Yeah, pick one. Maybe two. (laughs) Maybe two. All right, Drew. Cool. Thanks so much. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Do you like? 
talking about things you're not qualified to talk about? Us too. The Dumb Nerds Podcast, a show where comedians talk about smart topics they're too dumb for. Every week, your host, that's me, Cassie Jerkins, invites a new funny guest on to get down and nerdy. Laugh and learn about topics like how to buy a house, the Terminator movies, and the Titanic. Check out Dumb Nerds today on your favorite podcast app.